Let's go, baby! It's time for the Return of the Empire podcast. One hour of all things red and gold. Return of the Empire. Here are your hosts, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider Emil Fragoso and Nate Littlefield. Welcome back to the return of the Empire. Kyle, you're the man. That was great. That was great. And if you don't know, now you know. Return to the Empire, Sacktown Sports 1140, sacktownsports.com. I am your host, Emiliano Emil Fergoso, 49ers beat writer. As, of course, I am joined by my guy, producer extraordinaire, slash co-host, Nate Littlefield, and a little more ominous vibes walking into the show today but yeah. it's more of a domination yes yes i'm feeling like the empire right now Are i'm you? feeling i'm feeling like it's episode four the empire you know early episode four uh i don't know how we didn't think of not using this or using this music before i know it's yeah i love star wars yeah it's a little um i'm off star wars recently. I, I know you are yeah, yeah. which i i can't fathom because i love yeah. star wars so much um but yeah return of the empire Sacktown sports if you don't know now you know Every week, every Tuesday from 6 to 7, you during the NFL season, you'll be seen by us talking 49ers football. And what a week one to start with, Nate. Um, yeah, it was. 49ers, 30-7 to 7 is the final score against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday at Acershire Stadium. No longer Heinz. We missed that. An uh, insurance company an insurance that we know co- now. That we know now, yes. yes. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers had no answer for the 49ers. And Kyle Shanahan and co., they just walk right up and down the field on them. Yeah, yes, they did. Everything seemed to go the Niners way. And when I say that, it was just it was like every intangible, like weird little thing. An example is there was the punt that bounced off of Sam Womack right into Ray Ray McLeod's yes. hands. Stuff like that. The butt fumble recovery by Brock, which I wasn't even going to be upset if that went the Steelers way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the Steelers ball for yeah. sure. I can't believe they I, I, I don't know. It just the way he had the ball was crazy. It that that's a super athletic wild move. The IQ. I, I wouldn't have yeah. been upset if I mean I would have been upset, but I you know that call could have gone either way easily. Oh, it could have easily gone either way, but the the intelligence and the intangibles of Brock Perry to know that I lost the ball. I gotta secure it. That's the point of the, that's the point of this. Once it's down, it's down. And to secure it against his backside, I mean just a heads-up yeah. play by Brock Purdy, a second-year quarterback. I <laughs> can't believe it. Against I was shocked. shocked. Yeah, a guy who's probably going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Potentially. Potentially. Him and Miles Garrett really making I mean, the case week one. Yeah, yeah. He, he And Drake Jackson, and Drake too. Jackson too. Yeah. <laughs> Drake Jackson, too, I guess. So but that's what happens when you have Nick Bosa. I don't know how many times we need to talk about it. Yeah. But when Bosa's on the other side being, you know, watched like a hawk, even though he played, he was supposed to be on a snap count. And he was. He, yeah, and then the first half, he only he didn't play like two or three snaps. And then when the up tempo started, mm-hmm. they pulled him out for those two or three and threw him right back in because they had to. Because yeah. the Steelers were finally getting in a rhythm that turns out did not matter. No, didn't matter. That one touchdown off that bogus uh, illegal contact and beyond Medor Lenore on the side on, on, yeah. on the you know at the end of the first half didn't matter because the Niners were full steam ahead, ready to go, passing the ball, running the ball playing defense, getting interceptions, getting turnover. I mean, it, it was a, the most complete performance I've seen week one of the Niners in a very oh, long time. Oh, my. I, I, you know, I feel I'm not biased. I'm not biased at all. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I'm just I'm I'm really professional. So what does your shirt say this, on there? This is this is the uh, <laughs> Niners Super Bowl. I actually stole this shirt from my cousin. It's got uh, Bill Walsh on the back. Uh, ah. Shout out to my cousin, Abe. 
Uh, he actually might come up later for something else. But regardless, uh, this team is very good. This team is phenomenal. I think when you're looking at the team, you're, you're nitpicking little things, which obviously mm-hmm. you should be. And if you're John Lynch, Kyle yes. Shanahan, you should be. If you're the players, you should be. But this team looks amazing. amazing. I genuinely believe this is the best team in the NFL right now. That's my huge week one of a reaction. Okay. I do. And uh, Bleacher Report does too. They have the Niners at one. But they also have Dallas at two. A lot of people are high on Dallas after their big win. Look, it's, it's overreaction week yeah. one. All right. I'm going to overreact. Niners the best team in the NFL. Overreaction Tuesday. Yeah. PF, PF, uh, Pro Football Talk as well had Niners number one in their rankings going into week two as well. And Rightfully so. They had the best performance. They had the biggest statement after a offseason full of controversy, an offseason full of drama. Who's going to be the quarterback? Is Brock's UCL okay? Is Nick Bosa going to be there? Are any of the players hurt? Are we going to have a full squad? Is John and Kyle on the way out? Nope. Just like Nick Bosa said, silencing some haters. Silencing some haters. Oh, yeah. So let's right now, let's get into some of the good stuff that happened in week one. We've briefly touched on it. But yeah, everything went the Niners' way. Let's get into the kind of the uh, the main core, or the the star of the show. Really, is Brock Purdy, right? Brock, everything's got to yeah. Brock the Rock. But then the rundown. <laughs> I don't, I don't I know like what I was one. thinking when I wrote that. But he looked great. He's yes, he looking really good. He there's the scare coming off a big injury like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice anything. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think about the elbow the whole game. The UCL. There was nothing in my mind. Uh, he, you know, he got wrapped around a couple times. He took some big hits. Uh, that that'll be on the bad side. We'll talk about the O line a bit. Mm-hmm. But Brock is so composed, so intelligent, and has just this attitude about him that when you're watching the game, it gets me so hyped. Yeah. He he he's so intense and competitive, and those are not obviously they're not stat things, but it, it's stuff you think about. And as a player, I imagine is really important to you. Mm-hmm. And he's not—he's not like cocky. He's not overconfident. No, he's confident about the the good things he does. There's a difference between confidence and cocky. And Brock walks that line. He really does. He walks it very, very well because he's very a very humble guy. You just talk to him, you know, talking to him at the media, right? We're talking to him about being a captain for the first time last week, you know. And he's like, man. I totally forgot about it. It's an honor to be a captain for this team in year two, just, you know, based off his journey. But then you watch him on the field. You're like, is this a whole other person? Mm-hmm. This is like, he comes to life. It's like crazy. And all that re- emotion and reaction, it's all organic. None of it is fabricated. It's all just Brock being Brock. Yes. And he, man, the, the most impressive play was him. I just mentioned on the cross talk, but him rolling out to the left. Well, it's it's hard. It's hard. There's it's so nice many. when yeah. It's nice. The two I'll I'll talk about real quick is the second touchdown to Ayuk. Yes. In the I guess it's the corner of the the front corner of the end zone. Yeah. Front where the ball is like glued to his hip, where mm-hmm. literally only Ayuk could get that ball right Correct. over Peterson. Yes. And Peterson may have lost a step, but he was with Ayuk the whole time, and that he was playing very solid defense. He was. And that ball goes right into Ayuk's hip. He catches it. Touchdown keeps that second foot in. It was close. I, mm-hmm. Peterson thought he was out. He was pointing at him after the play, but he, you know, that throw had to be perfect. Yeah, and it was. And Ayuk did exactly what he had to do. He's a superstar. We'll talk about him in just a sec. But the other play was Brock rolling to the left. Yes. Him, him, scram- I mean, essentially scrambling mm-hmm. and seeing he had Debo and Kittle. Those were his options. Yeah. He plants his feet. He gets that. He gets 
in. I I don't think it was T.J. Watt chasing him, was it? I don't. No, I don't Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it was okay. It was Minka, and he he steps into it and he throws a laser, and it's a little off to the left, probably like a foot above Debo's head. Debo reaches out, snatches it. Third down, mm. for to first down. There we go. It's just plays like that. Yeah. You need to make plays like that to be a good NFL team, to be a good NFL quarterback. They did it. It's it's stuff that makes you real happy as a fan. <laughs> Does it? I can yeah, tell what yes. the big you know the big grin you have, kind of like Kyle Shanahan after Nick Bosa signed uh, last week. But in terms of Brock, yeah, the play that stood out to me the most was at the end of the game on that on that third and twelve scramble. Mm-hmm. That that stood out to me a lot because people have always been like, is Brock you know is he sneaky mobile? Is he just you know kind of you know a good scrambler? What is no Brock legitimately has some speed to him. Yeah, because he was able to get linebacker Cole Holcomb to move over and create that gap. You know, faking him out at the line and then accelerating just enough to get past both of them and slide down yeah. real perfect and, and get, do the arrow. And Brandon, yeah, I, yeah. and Brandon yeah. I, you said it after the game, have a little slide. Yeah. You know? No, that stuff's awesome. That yeah. stuff is awesome. But uh, we're talking about that Purdy Peterson situation yes. before the game. Peterson was talking some trash. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was it wasn't bad. It, it was, was like, yeah, it was just like we got some tells. I think we're gonna get a pick. We got some audio here of Purdy responding to what Peterson said after the game. The second touchdown on the right side, the the deep ball. Is that on Patrick Peterson? Yeah, and that one, I was like, all right, that, was, that felt good. But uh, it was it was good, man. He's a competitor. I have nothing but respect for Patrick Peterson and, and everything that he does. So now, do you think he knew it was Peterson? Or yeah, do you think he's yeah he knew. he knew he just he wanted just to clear, give him a little he shot, a little little smirk, a little yeah. like, hey man, was that that was Patrick Peterson, yeah. right? You know, just like wink yeah. wink. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that. I knew it was Peterson. He knew Pete got Peterson yeah. the first touchdown. Ayuk. Ayuk got Peterson on that first. Ayuk, we'll, we'll get into Ayuk now. Ayuk yeah. looked amazing. Yes. That first touchdown drive, that perfect drive. Perfect. Ayuk snapped his ankles and oh. then was just wide open, goes up for the ball, brings it down easy. The, yeah. Such an easy touchdown. And you have been seeing this all offseason in mm-hmm. training camp, haven't you? Yes. Hit the, this red zone play. That's immediately what I was thinking, this this red zone um, uh, Ayuk connection that mm-hmm. he's had with Honestly, all the quarterbacks. Yes. Right. So was, this was reminiscent for you. It was very much reminiscent. I'm not sure exactly this play, but I I use ability to get open because of his separation and route running ability, which I think is second to none in the NFL. Like there are very few people who can run routes like Brian Ayuk, and he's a yeah. true. People referred to it. Jennifer Lee Chan especially said art. It's an artwork how good he is at route running, and I firmly believe that because his movement off the line is you know very very unique. He's able to get in and out of his spots. And that's what makes Ayuk so great is that his hands have always been, you know, a little bit of an issue. You got to get a little bit of ball security. But ever since training camp, man, it's been like Lou for him. You know what else he's really good at? What? Blocking. Really? I didn't know. This whole team, their downfield blocking is crazy. Oh, yeah. So Christian McCaffrey had that 65 yarder, 65? Yes, 65 65 yarder. And there's no way he doesn't have it if Ayuk doesn't block two guys. First of all, he has to block an outside linebacker, and then he goes and makes a block on on a corner to open up this huge run for McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> comes from the other side of the field. He ran almost, I think, 80 yards yeah. to make a block for a touchdown. And, and what other receivers are doing that in the NFL? That, you knew that cornerback he was blocking too, right? Patrick Peterson. Oh, yeah, of course. Of he course. blocked him all the way down to the end zone. But we got CMC here talking about that play and the, the downfield blocking. Here's the audio. Yeah, it was, it was awesome blocking you know, those guys up front. Um, the whole run game, it's, it's an 11-man job, and uh, they made great blocks. Um, I got a little spin in there, got sprung, and then, man, I think 
it was um, Ayuk and, and Ray Ray downfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when you got receivers who block like that, that's it's a special feeling for a running back because, you know, you truly feel like you guys have your back, and that's that's an awesome feeling to have when you're out there. So, um, when every when all eleven are committed to the run game, you got fullback who's the best in the league. You got the tight end who's the best in the league at what he does, and you know all five old linemen just working their ass off all day. It's it's fun to be able to you know go out there and run the ball behind people who are so committed to do it. They got sprung. He got sprung. He got the touchdown. Oh man. man, so so good to see the Niners rushing 188 yards versus. 41 for the Steelers. That's just, man, when you hear those numbers, you think, oh, yeah, of course they shellacked him. And they did. They shellacked him. And you just, and you listen to McCaffrey talk about his teammates, right? He wasn't talking about these, this, this, like this in Carolina. No way he would. You can just hear how much he appreciates the Fortnite's organization and their commitment to blocking. Because you saw an example of poor blocking last night in the Jets Bills game with Garrett Wilson letting that Brees Hall touchdown go away because yeah. he was celebrating during the play. Without yeah. Iuke and, and, and McLeod, he gets stopped at the 50 yard line, probably. Yeah. yeah. It, it was that important. Like Ayuk, especially that one block on Kazi, man, I've never seen someone block so hard. And then he stay upright and then haul butt downfield to go get another block. Yeah. Wow. So we're, we're all really happy about that. Drake Jackson, we'll touch on him real quick. We're uh, not a ton of time in this segment, but Drake Jackson, what, what, he did three, three sacks. Three sacks. He had yeah. three sacks all last season. Yeah. Three sacks in one yeah. game. And again, you got to give a lot of credit to Eric Armstead, who really opened up those holes on the interior to get Drake Jackson mm-hmm. uh, able to go one on one. But Drake, man, if he can just be, you know, kind of like Charles Amenahue or Samson Ebicom of last year, you know, get five, six, maybe even seven sacks on the season, right? Yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just be a rotational guy, be consistent. It's going to open so many doors for the 49ers. Be someone the offense has to think about. And yes. game, plan, game plan for in some, you know, yes. obviously they're going to game plan. But someone they think about more than, uh, you know, just, just the guy they threw in there. So yeah. And that's, I just, yeah. I'm so impressed with Drake Jackson. They talked about all offseason, how, how much weight he's put on, how his regiment's been better, his conditioning's been better. And he looks the part. He looks great. He looks ma- huge like a massive person, but also still has that speed to get around him. But you saw that tackle on Kenny Pickett, yeah. that second sack he had where he ran him down. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, let's let's get into the bad real quick, and this might bleed over to our next segment. But I want to start off by surprising you with this segment that I'm about to do. Uh, Kyle, can you roll this for me? Have you ever played rugby? Do you know who that is? <laughs> who is that? That's DJ Khaled asking, have you ever, ever played, played rugby? rugby? Have you ever played rugby? And this is a segment dedicated to Talanoa Hufunga, who has not played rugby. No. He had a forward pass on his interception. And I, you know, I think I think he's got a he 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 held the ball like a rugby ball and threw it. Yeah. But those forward passes, you you can't be doing that, Talanoa. He look, he was just trying to make a play. I was actually giggling, like laughing out loud when <laughs> yeah, that happened be- because I, <laughs> I could just tell they were just like messing with him at this yeah. point. No, that was awesome. It, it was, was so aw- much yeah. fun. No, I'm being facetious. Look, you, have you ever played rugby? <laughs> You're just we're, no. pick, we're picking. We are pick nitpicking here. Yeah, yeah. Because it, that performance was that good. And another um, takeaway for you that was not on the good side, though, Nate. Uh, takeaway was dumb penalties. Yes, which comes with an aggressive team. But Demo hitting out of bounds late. <sighs> I think maybe just knew, didn't know where he was. It didn't mm. seem like an anger play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, yes, yeah, Stoop Spencer uh, Burford had a couple of, he had a false start and then a holding pretty early in the game yeah. that, that were like, all right, what what are we doing? And I know it's week one, but 
it, it, it's not what I want to see that that Burford, the, the right side of the O-line, mm-hmm. uh, Colt McKivics and uh, Spencer Burford need some work. They do. But, you know, there, there might be we might be able to fill that with the cap space the Niners have. Oh, really? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. The Niners apparently have a lot of cap space is what I've heard. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into that in the next segment here on Return of the Empire, Return of the Empire, uh, Sacktown Sports, Sacktown Sports 1140.com at the station we stay live on youtube too, and we stay live on youtube dur- during me. the break so feel free to go on youtube us. and harass nate littlefield because yes. he loves that but anyways we'll catch you guys on the break talking cat space with the 49ers all right we're live on youtubes right. oh man okay all, all right what's YouTubes. going on oh tin's giving you a shout do you know tin i don't I'm, know tin. so tin i met him i was doing a uh tins in our youtube chat right now I met him doing um, – I would interview fans for uh-huh. Kings games before the season. Yeah. And I met Tin, and um, he started I, – I think he was watching before. I don't know. But he's always in the chat, so uh, he, he's a cool dude. He's giving you props for your uh, double shift you're running today. Yeah. Yeah, you're all over the place. Tin, Tin I, I appreciate you, my guy. Man, I'm, I'm just doing the most for the company, man. I'm a company yeah. man. As well, I got to shout my sponsor while we're here. Uh, sponsor, Timber Creek Golf Course in Roseville, California. Shout out my guy, Ian, for the merch. We appreciate you. Appreciate all the sponsors here at Sacktown Sports 1140. Uh, uh, I want yeah. Matt, my friend, my friend Matt Glore in the chat. Mm-hmm. He wants your thoughts on the Raiders win. Matt, I don't know if you know this or if everyone knows this. Emil is an ex or recovering Raiders recovering fan. Recovering Raiders, Raiders fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so Matt, what's your... Uh, you have uh, asked the right person because my takeaway is eh, it's the Broncos. Eh, they're not very That's good. That's so funny. That eh, the it's Jimmy suck. G. It's Jimmy G. Look, yeah. I'm 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 a recovering Raiders fan because Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh McDaniels are part of this franchise. And until they are gone, I am not a Raider fan. Once mm-hmm. they're gone, I might have a little more hope. But this is where you draw the line. This is where I draw. I draw the line at Jimmy Garoppolo, not not at Jamarcus Russell. At Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, that's where I draw the line. And we got Ernesto in the chat saying that. Uh, oh, <laughs> Ernesto in the chat saying we need to give Brock some more credit. Uh, uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm so high on Brock Purdy right oh, now. It's it's insane. It's unhealthy, I, really. It's a yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I might pass out. We didn't talk about this on air, but we'll talk about the YouTube chat. Remember that one play? I think it was in the second quarter where he s- sees the pressure coming from the interior, sidesteps to the right, then goes up the pocket and throws on the run to Ayuk and mm-hmm. like kind of jump throws it. Yeah, that's such a high level play to just be so aware of where you're at on the field and be able to make and execute at that level. Like, Jimmy's not doing that. Did he surprise you, though? Brock? No, Jimmy. Like, uh, in the Raider game? In the game? Raider game, yeah. He surprised me that they won. I, I yeah. The Broncos winning that game. Jacoby Myers surprised me. I, I hope Jacoby Myers is okay. He's in concussion protocol. Yeah, I, yeah. I really hope he's okay. Jimmy he got G rocked. completing 80% of his passes while averaging 10 yards of completion? Pretty shocking. Did not have that on my bingo card. Sure. The interception, I thought, wasn't... Compl- this is this is the whole thing with Jimmy though. Every mm-hmm. time it's like, I the interception wasn't really his fault. I think you know it was the bounce in the air. It was unfortunate more than anything. But uh, Ryan's yeah. defending Jimmy G in the chat. Look, I get it. He's a winner. He's won a lot of games. But in my opinion, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> my uncle wants to go to LA for the game this weekend too. <laughs> Kyle, Sh- yeah. in my opinion, Kyle Shanahan's yeah. the reason why they won a lot of those games. I I want to see more sample size from Jimmy G before I can get back on the Jimmy bandwagon. We got 15 seconds left here. We're doing production on air here, but I'll come back with the highlight of uh, of Brock Purdy spinning out of the sack great. and throwing to awesome. Debo. Sounds yeah, great. We'll see you it. back. Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. 
That is us, and Milford goes down. Eight, there's a blitz. Purdy runs away from Minka Fitzpatrick. Rolls left, throws, and is caught by Debo Samuel for a first down. What an adjustment by Debo. What a play by Purdy. It is hard to get away from Minka Fitzpatrick. You heard it right there, man. I mean, Brock Purdy on that scramble, Nate. That was your big takeaway. Uh, that was his big play against the, the scramble against Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, Minka's one of the best saviors in the NFL, and Brock yeah. made him look foolish on that play. Yeah, I'm uh, falling in love with Brock Purdy. Are you? Hard. Yeah. Are, are you a Brock star? Uh, I'm a Brock star. I love Brock the Rock. I love him. I'm uh, BCB all the way. Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So happy. <laughs> Just the way things worked out and the way yeah. he looks, just it's great. It's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Mill for Goso, Nate Littlefield, Return of the Empire. Every Tuesday from 6 to 7, recapping the 49ers play and, re- and previewing the next game ahead all NFL season. And frankly, this could go all the way to the Super Bowl. You never know right That's now good. with this team. Yeah. Um, I think it will. <laughs> That's my hot take. That's I think take. they're going to be healthy. Yeah. They're going to be healthy this year. And they're gonna do. I just. I need to see it before I die. I need to see them win a Super Bowl. I tell You've my got dad. Some time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He's I here. Could, he's here for a good know. time, not a long time. Nate. In the great You're words of Kyle. Kyle Shanahan, I could be dead on Sunday or you know next week. We just never know. That was one of the funniest moments of a Kyle Shanahan presser I've been a part of because I was yeah. I was there for that. And he was just like, "Yeah, we could just die tomorrow." Yeah, and he's not like, wrong. Oh. No, he's not wrong. He's, he's just, not wrong. He's super blunt. A blunt. Blunt about. Yeah, thank you. Blunt. Yeah. He's super blunt about. Legarrett. Uh, yeah, Legarrett. Yeah, yeah. He's super blunt about just statements and factual life. I love it. I love yeah. it. I uh, yeah. I need to see them win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not fair. I was born two years after they won. Um, yeah. With Steve mm-hmm. uh, against the Chargers, could be another Chargers rematch. You never know. There, absolutely. Their own one, but that was a good game. Them and the uh, the Dolphins. That it was, will not that be. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, if you right. if you're listening on air, that's awesome. But if you want to go onto the YouTube chat, we are live on YouTube during the breaks. And Ryan has another comment. Nate's got 12 years max. Yeah. He says, I, "Yeah, I'm not. You, you I think, think he's right. You got over over under on 12 years. Uh, I'll take the under. I'll take the under. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the over. I think I, Nate, I'm trying to eat healthy, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah but because, you're going to the gym. You know, you're working. I have out. survived being hit by a car on foot. See, so. you're invincible. That's not. I don't know about that. What's going to happen is the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, and then Nate will just melt. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> He's like the Wicked Wish I'll just sc- melts. I'll be screaming and just turning into dust like the end of Avengers. He'll just melt into Levi's. Yes. Yeah. Just part of all of Niners' face. Yeah. Like the, what's the guy from Kung Fu Panda where he's like standing <laughs> on the hill, and just dissolves <laughs> yeah. into oh the sky? Oh my gosh, the, the turtles! Yeah, yeah. Oh, terrible. I can't think of his name. Master. Oh, I can't think Master, of his name. Master Splinter. Uh, <laughs> and Newton Turtles. Come on now. Do you think the it, Niners yes. have enough cap space to sign Master Splinter? I don't know. Master Splinter might be a big get, but they do have a lot of cap space. They do have a lot of cap space. We should get into that. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, we un- should. underneath all of this, all of the winning, all of the good stuff on the field, off the field, Parang Marath, John Lynch, and the 49ers off, uh, front office, they've been busy. They have been busy. After signing Nick Bosa to a record defensive line deal last week and paying him 50 million dollars up front in a signing bonus. Woo! That's a lot of money. That's a fun. It's a lot of money. That's fun. They also restructured George Kittle's contract, Trent Williams' contract, and I believe Eric Armstead's contract too, end up doling out about 80 million dollars up front in signing bonuses. Now, why is that important, Nate? So, what I mean, what? money is money makes the world go around, guys. Yeah. What do you want me to say? But why is that important for the Niners right now? To have all that money? Yeah. 
because next year they're way over the cap. Mm-hmm. So this this could roll over to next year potentially mm-hmm. if they don't do anything this year. But God forbid another knock on wood. Injuries <laughs> happen. Yes. That that are crucial. Mm-hmm. The Niners can make a trade. Yes. Which I believe the deadline is on Halloween this year. I believe you're right. Um, they can make a move before then. Specifically, I'm thinking on, on the O line, but it's just one game. Mm-hmm. Not trying not to overreact. We know these guys aren't elite, though. Yes, they could make a move for an elite guy. They could, and you know they're gonna have money next year, most likely. Like I, I don't think Ayuk's gonna be going anywhere. I don't think the financial financial problems will be will come with uh, signing Ayuk. I think that that should not be an issue. Yeah, but. I figure you go all in this year and let's let's do it. Let's make a trade. Let's get a guy on the right side of the line and yeah. just be very good. <laughs> so we're gonna put on our GM caps right now yeah, and yeah. think think about the Niners. Be John Lynch, be Parang Maroth. They got forty one and a half million dollars in cap space, the most in the NFL by a long, long margin. Yeah. So what do the Niners need going into week two? Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is he available? You know what, man? That'd be great, wouldn't they it? They spent all their money on Chris Jones. So Yeah. Well, no. no actually, they're going for a good deal. They, they just put incentives yeah. in his contract. But the Niners can actually go out and get a real person, a real elite talent on either defense, offense, special teams, whatever they want, whatever they feel, their, whatever tickles their fancy. Well, you're thinking – Makai Becton, right? I am. I'm like, thinking right tackle because we did talk about right tackle. Yeah, the problem with that, he's 24 years old, young guy. I think, what, his third year in the league here? Third or fourth, yes. Fourth, The yes, Jets, <laughs> I know Rodgers is gone. Spoiler, sorry, everybody who didn't watch the game last <laughs> night. Uh, Rodgers is gone. They got a young, uh, not confident guy behind center there. That's a nice way of putting it. Yes, a guy whose life has got flipped turned upside down. Uh, last year just fell apart, fell yeah. off a cliff. Yes, so hyped in Zach Wilson, but I think they will not be getting. They they want their O line to be elite in in New York with the Jets. I don't see Maybe. them moving on from from a guy like that. But now that Aaron's out for the season, which spoiler Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. If you don't know now, you know. Uh, now that Aaron's out for the year, this team. Well, they think they can go somewhere. I feel like by week seven or eight, they're going to be struggling. They're going to probably have won maybe one or two more games, mm-hmm. and they're and they're not. They're going to be looking at it like, hey, how can we cut some costs? You know, we got Aaron's got this huge contract this year and next year. We have to figure out how to get the cap space working out. And Makai, as great as he is, he struggled to stay healthy. Yeah, that team's in arguably the toughest division in the league. Playing on turf. Playing on MetLife turf, yes. which had took Nick Bosa from us. And Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. So just they got to get rid of that turf. The NFL came out today and they released a statement saying that turf, since 2015 when they've been gathering evidence, that turf has not had an effect on injury, which is just I, a lie. Yeah. A I lie. Mean, that's weird that the NFL would lie and Goodell would lie. That's not normal. That's not normal at that's all. That's really weird. So. Especially to protect owners from having to spend money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of money, Niners got a lot of money Look, and they play on a Mackay national Beckton, field. in my opinion, would be a massive upgrade over Colton McKibbitz. Yeah. I really believe that. And I think if the Niners are all in, he doesn't have a huge contract. I'll be about $4 million this year. And he didn't pick up the fifth-year option. So that would be something to look at next year if he performs well. But I, I think you can still get Makai Becton on a reasonable deal, signing him long-term after this season. And frankly, put Makai Becton and let him learn next to Trent Williams on the other side of that line. I think it's going to really help him out. 
yes, yes, it will. And Brock needs all the time he can get. He's he's a great scrambler, but when he has time, he looks elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't hurt to have it. I mean, that O line. That's super. Super Bowls are one in the trenches. Yes, cliche, but I'm here for it. Cliches a lot of the time are truthful. Yes, but can be. You got to be careful with that. The cliches are all over the place. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, but another guy, Brian Burns. Ooh, this is a guy who's been kind of rumored to the with, around the Niners yes, for a while now. I think even last season there was a deadline talk. Yes, there was. The about, Rams offered two first round picks, and the Panthers turned it down. They did. Yes, uh, but now that he's a little more disgruntled. In Carolina, Not, no one's ever gruntled. They're just yeah, disgruntled. Yes, yes. Carolina uh, has done previous deals with the Niners, which uh, we got a guy last year who's pretty good from them really? for a screaming deal. I, the Niners could pay him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they'd have to give up to get him. Uh, they're willing to do that, though. I mean, mm-hmm. we have all our first round picks. I say we as if I'm part of the team. You kind of are. I kind of am. My heart's into it. Yeah. But yeah, once once I pass on and melt into the field or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like the turtle. In your 12 Kung years. Fu. Yeah. <laughs> once I turn into the turtle from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> but uh, I, I, Brian Burns. Yes. After week one, do we need him? Probably not with the overreaction of how good Drake Jackson was. But. The rich need to get richer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, having Brian Burns on this team would be absolutely ridiculous. Opposite of Nick Bosa. And I'm just going to be honest with you, man. Brian Burns, people don't understand how good he is with talent because he plays in Carolina, which they haven't been really relevant in, since Cam Newton was good. Um, and Brian Burns, again, two-time Pro Bowler. Last season, uh, last season he played, all, he played 16 games, three pass offenses, one forced fumble, 12 and a half sacks, career high for him, six, three total tackles. This guy's awesome. He's elite. He uses speed and power to get by, um, mostly playing against the left tackle. He can also go on the right. And, and I think with him and Nick Bosa on either side, the tackle spots, man, they're just going to wreak havoc. And like you literally, you thought you could maybe double Hargrave or Armstead every once in a while. You can't double anyone now if, if Brian Burns has him on this team. No, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you, you do. pray. Yeah. As you pray. I don't know what O line could hold up against those two. Hargrave and Armstead and just I mean even guys like Austin Bryant who are now on the practice squad it's those those are talented guys and mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes is a is a talented coach it's it would be a nightmare and at, like if the yeah. offense isn't a big enough nightmare this defense is like I mean it would that with Brian Burns would be unstoppable yeah absolutely you know who else I'd be interested in seeing them and we haven't even talked about this in the pre free show meeting what if they went out and got another like corner, like an actual nickel corner? Yeah. Because that's kind of one of their weaknesses right now is nickel corner. They're trying to figure out that nickel spot and they like Diamador Lenore there, but he's, you know, he's more of an outside, he's yeah. turned more of an outside guy. Yeah. Could and, they get someone, you know, I don't know. Could I interest you in like a Jamel Dean from the Bucks? Oh, I like that. Maybe Kenny Moore from the Colts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like someone who's really good in the slot, you know? A, a team like the Colts too is ready to make a deal. I'd mm-hmm. assume they, they have so many issues and I think their priority is uh is is bringing along Anthony Richardson the yes. rookie. So I think the teams to target for a trade are those younger quarterback teams like Carolina, mm-hmm. uh like Houston. I I don't know. There's not a lot going on defensively. They got some good players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got some good they got players. A good coach. They got a good coach. I, I know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah D'Amico Ryan's. You know? Yeah. I yeah, corner would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bigger fan 
of bolstering your D line mm-hmm. because if the quarterback doesn't have time to throw, you don't need corners. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't need them. Yeah, yeah. In fairness yeah. to the Texans, they have our old friend Jimmy Ward. That's true. They're, That's true. Okay. He went along. That yeah. would be the funniest reunion ever if Jimmy mm-hmm. Ward came back to the Niners after the way it ended last season. That's true. Did not. Yeah. It did not end pretty. Yes, it did not. Uh, not end pretty. That's something I don't really want to think about. Tonight. No, let's not. Let's move past Jimmy Ward yeah. because we got two safeties now in Tawano Hafanga and Tashawn Gibson who are mm-hmm. awesome. Who are awesome. Who uh, Hufunga does not play rugby. Uh, never played rugby, probably. Uh, I did. Have you ever played rugby? No. <laughs> yes, for me. No, for him. I have not played rugby either. Yes. Um, He looked awesome. Got another pick. He's already, you know. On pay, what he had, he had four, four last year, five or last four, year, four, I believe, four, four yeah. That puts you on pace. Those are the stats. Those and sacks are what put you on all pro teams. They do. So he's on pace to do it again. He, you know, tip ball to Warner. Warner almost had that pick six too, which was something I wanted to see, which yeah would have just been Unreal. brutal, Unreal. brutal. But you know, pass behind him, uh, could have caught it, but. Hey, look, man, if, if that's the worst thing about your defense all day, you're in a pretty good spot of, hey, I dropped a pick six. It's a, it's okay. It's fine. Because guess what? They were up by like 10 points at that time anyway. The game was kind of over within the first like 10 minutes of it. It really was. It felt like done and dusted. Well, it started, halftime started to get a little worrisome when they scored the touchdown. It's like, okay, well, maybe not worrisome, they're but it's like, all right, a it. game, a game, a game starting. Yeah. A game starting now after the Niners gave them Five straight three and outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one point in the game where the Niners had 199 total yard or yes. offensive yards versus negative one, or was it one? Either way, yeah, not like good. One. Yeah, one. And it took the Steelers forever to get a first down. They couldn't do anything. So much so that Trent Williams was begging them to get a first down. Yeah, so he could get a breather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's that's always drawing that fine line between being on the field too much and not being, I'd rather have the offense be on the field for, you know, 30 minutes. Yes. Or uh, for more than 30, the games that's, that's an even split. Like yeah. rather have the offense on the field for 40, 42 minutes. than then the defense being on the field for that long, because defense, it's just, it seems the, the guys get tired, uh, more tired quicker. Yeah. Uh, I, but when it comes to cap space to yeah. kind of wrap this up, what the Niners need, I don't know if they need anything. It would be an embarrassment of riches to bring in more yeah. stuff. Uh, and, and I'm not upset with them rolling the cap over to next year. Neither am I because they got to pay Brandon Ayuk. They got to pay other guys. I mean, Brock, even down the line, they got to pay. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of things to think about here. But before after, before we even get to that in the future, we got to talk about the now and what's coming up this week, which would be the Los Angeles Rams, the trip That's to cool. L.A. And we're going to get to that after the break here on Sacktown Sports, Return to the Empire, SacktownSports.com. All right, we're live on the YouTubes. You too. Oh, what do we got? What Tim's we giving got? you a shout out too, dude. The chat's getting crazy. The chat's getting crazy. What chat's is, getting going wild, on dude. Following up, uh, Master Ugwe was the. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, it, was dri- it was driving me crazy. It was Kung Fu Panda. Follow driving up me- on Master Ugwe. Master Ugwe. I knew. I thought it was Ugwe, but I didn't want to be wrong and sound stupid. So I was like, I'm not going to do it. Um, Appreciate you airing on the side of caution yeah I with just, our kung fu panda knowledge yeah. i've seen kung fu panda way too many times i have little brothers that's why. and you couldn't figure out master Uwe. that's like peak our generation <laughs> no seriously I, I was i like i can picture the scene and what he was talking about with him melting into the cherry blossoms i could picture all of it mm-hmm. i think i called them rose petals so it's, <laughs> it's okay it's all right cherry blossoms are in, J- in japan it's okay 
um, or China. I've, there you go, right there. Wow. I did it again. Look, and cherry blossoms. It's a you're a man of culture. I am. Look, I loved Kung Fu Panda growing up. Okay, Jack oh. Black is Poe. Oh my gosh. I'm I think like, Jack Black or Poe would be good as the right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. They do have someone named yeah. Poe on, the, on their team, yeah. actually. I don't know if you know that. Jason Poe. Yeah, I do. Who is, yeah. eh, he's okay. Shout out to Don Terry Poe, too, for throwing touchdowns. Yeah, shout but, out to uh, uh, Ryan in the chat, uh, Nui. We can call him Nui. Nui. Uh, shout out to Aiden, too, Nui. Do you guys think the Ravens will sign a running back or just roll with Gus and Hill? I've pitched the idea. I produced a show this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, maybe make it if if the, if the Ravens are serious. I don't know what their can, cap space yeah, looks like. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, I mean, the Niners just did some cap wizardry. So. I would normally say Latavius Murray is hanging around somewhere, but he's in Buffalo. Yeah, now. and he is he really he had yeah. a decent play last night. Like he, yeah, he played. He, yeah, he did. I yeah, really he did. played. Dude, the Bills might suck, and that's pretty funny too. It, it is. I don't oh, think they'll suck, but they might be worse than the Dolphins. They sucked yeah. against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, Josh Allen. But that was explainable it. suck. Yeah. Like the Jets it, are good on defense. Well, yeah. and Josh Allen turned the ball over a lot. Well, he was just airing it out. He was just you know peak Brett Favre. Yeah. What was he doing? All he had to do was be a game manager. Yeah. They yeah they would have won that game easily if, like, if he played like Brock Purdy. They would have won like by twenty points. Eight times out of ten. Yeah. Easy. Like mm-hmm. they went by twenty points. Uh, Hunt, Fournette. Yeah. Those guys both don't have teams still. That's what's shocking. Leonard Cream- Fournette's not on the team? No. No, oh. there's Cream Hunt. And Cream Hunt's like 27. I can understand that one. Really? But he's good. Cream Hunt is still a talented running back in the NFL. Well, Dalvin Cook you can't, barely got a job. You can't tell me Tariq Cohen, who just got signed to the Panthers practice squad, is better than Cream Hunt. That's crazy, coming off two years not being in the NFL. Yeah, I'm really happy for Tariq Cohen. All right, 15 seconds out. Do you want me to rejoin with a highlight? Or yes, please. Yes, yes, please. please. Okay. Uh, I'll remember this what do we have? We got the IUK poster touchdown. Yep, yep. Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Second down, 11 on the Steeler, 19. This is the ninth play of the drive. Purdy out of the shotgun, looks right the whole way and throws for Ayuk. Well covered. Oh, by Brandon Ayuk anyway. Touchdown, San Francisco. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is really on fire. <laughs> That's Greg Papa calling Ayuk's first uh, touchdown there on, on second touchdown there on Patrick Peterson. I, I should say, man, it was a heck of a day for Brandon Ayuk against Patrick Peterson. He just took him to school, took him to school. Nice to see. It's nice to see one of the, you know, Ayuk is a big name to us, but not nationally. Like everyone in, you know, NFL fans know Debo. They know George Kittle. They know Christian McCaffrey, right? Mm-hmm. So to have Ayuk do that and, it not be a fluke where he's like catching something and just running. He, yeah. He's running these elite routes, caught all eight of his passes or all eight targets. There you go. And was was elite. So this, this is, is really, really yeah. exciting to see. It's just, again, plethora of ridges like you we were talking about on the other on the other side, talking cap space. You know, this Niners team, man, they just keep turning out these guys. They keep finding players and turning it into blue chippers, turning them to quality people, whether it's superstars like Brandon IU, Debo Samuel, Georgia Kittle, or on the other end, you know, with Cleveland Farrell having a great game, yeah. first great game with the 49ers, Chris Kacarek, back at it again, you know, turning guys into blue chippers. They can't keep getting away with it. No. They can't keep, keep getting, getting away, away with, with it. it. We didn't plan that. I don't know what that was. Chris but, Kacarek, man. Oh, yeah. We're excited. We're so excited. I'm excited for Chris Kacarek. Yeah, we're having fun. I'm having a great time. Do you want to talk about these stupid Rams? <sighs> See, you just called them stupid. I don't like them. I don't like the Rams. I don't know if I can call them stupid. I can call them competent. 
I'll call him competent. How about that? Because okay. they looked very competent week I'll one against Seattle. <laughs> All right, screw you, Ben Skoranek. <laughs> <laughs> they looked very competent week one against Seattle Seahawks, who I had as, you know, perpetual possibly winning the NFC West, holding, it right, it. holding right there Be with clear. the Niners. I thought it could be close. The Seattle Seahawks looked good last year at some points, and they only got better, we thought. Their defense did not look good against the Rams. No, their defense, their Gino did not look good. No. Gino did not look good. Um, DK Metcalf physically looked good as a person because he's, you know, DK like a Metcalf. specimen. Yeah. Uh, they did not impress, did not impress at all. I thought the Rams did impress. Mm-hmm. The Seattle didn't. We don't need to get into Seattle. We no. talk about them another. I don't like them. There I don't you. like Seattle. I'll say it. You don't like any of the NFC West foes, do you? I hate Seattle, though. It's like okay. next level. I have it's Seattle as a- Rams and then Cardinals. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, because um, man, do I hate the Seahawks. <laughs> uh, no, obviously no Cooper Cup this week. Yes, he'll be out until at least week five. He'll miss four. He's on short term IR. Mm-hmm. Stafford looked good, which is should should be expected from him. He's playing with a bunch of younger guys. Uh, they were really good at the at getting intermediate yards, like yes. intermediate routes, but so so was Brock. He was nine for ten, I believe, in mm-hmm. uh ten to twenty intermediate intermediate passes. But the Rams had a decent run game. They only 92 yards total rushing, but with three touchdowns. Yeah. So that to me, that's a, and Stafford threw for 334 yards. To me, that says they threw the whole field, yes. and then once they get into the red zone, they they ran the ball and got the touchdowns. I think Stafford even ran in for one. Uh, I don't, I don't, he didn't throw for one and he threw a pick. I'm looking right. I don't think he did actually. I, I'm seeing three, three running touchdowns here, but none from Stafford. Okay, okay. He did not have a touchdown the day, but again, like you said, he had yeah. 334 passing yards. There's a lot, it's a yeah. lot of passing yards. I don't know if that's going to fly with the Niners. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to break 300 that. I mean, if they're going to beat the Niners, they're going to have to throw a lot. Yeah. He threw 38 times, completed 24 of those passes. That's a lot. Throwing the ball thirty-eight mm-hmm. times a lot for an older guy like Stafford is. with with a young core around him. Um, I I'm not the another, another thing too. The Rams that impressed me. They were down 13-7 at half. Yeah. So it was they were in trouble at half, and I don't know if that says more about how good the Rams were or how bad Seattle was that the Rams could come back and and dominate that game mm-hmm. by a score of thirty to thirteen. I think it's more of an, an indicative of Seattle. Than it is okay. a, like a good Rams. It's it's a, it's a good Rams win, absolutely. But I think it's really a, a side of like, hey, Seattle might not be good. Mm-hmm. Seattle might be bad, and that's a surprise considering who they've added to their defense. They put a lot of money in their defense this year, bringing back Bobby Warner, getting Traymond Jones on the defensive line. Um, you know, s- s- drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver. They got a lot of weapons for Geno, and Geno looked like Geno in New York. He didn't look good. He yeah. looked very, very pedestrian, yeah. you know, 16 for 26, 112 yards passing, one touchdown, no picks. I mean, ugh. ew. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. ew. Yeah. I mean, not you for me. It's nice for me. I know I you're like happy. It. I'm happy. I'm anti, I'm anti Gino. I'm anti anyone in that jersey. Look, he, he was talking last year about how they, they didn't write back. I don't, you know, the haters didn't write back. I think people wrote back today. I think it might have been a uh, one, one and done types of 15 minutes of fame. You think so? What is that? Flash in the pan. 17 or I guess 18 games of fame for, for Gino. Because he had one playoff game. Yeah, where he got crushed by mm-hmm. the Niners, which was awesome. 
Back <laughs> into the season wasn't stellar either. No, no, it wasn't. no, it wasn't. He started out really hot and then just slowly regressed back to Gino. Yeah. And that's the whole point. And that and that's kind of the point with the, them signing of that three year deal this year. It's like, okay, is Gino going to be Gino last year or is he going to be Gino the last 10 years? And they, they weren't sure. And the deal they made was a good bet. It was a good number for them. I understood it. And they didn't have a lot of, you know, great options. You know, Drew Locke is still there, which. Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just leave it at yeah. that. Um, but Gino, man, if the Seattle Seahawks actually want to be competitive, Gino has to start playing like Gino early last season. Yeah, we got to stop talking about these guys. We got to talk about the Rams. Yeah. Are you worried at all? No. Niners are going to uh, to uh, Levi South. Yes. SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. They're trotting in there. They're they're kicking off at one twenty five. What? Give me a score prediction right now. I have it twenty seven to ten. I think that's totally fair. I know the Niners yeah. are aiming for 30 points a game. Might go a little higher. I was a little low on the Niners last week. I said they'd win by a field goal against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, and I was glad wrong. to be wrong. We all were wrong. That's great. I'm so happy to be wrong about that uh, in a positive way. Yes. Uh, this week, I'm going to go Niners 35, Rams 18. That's, you know, respectable. Yeah, and I think I think – Seven of those points from the Rams come in garbage time. So what's funny is that both our predictions are actually over the spread. I don't know if you know what the spread is for this game right now. I do not. It is plus eight. Plus eight. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's that a is lot. a lot for a Vegas spread. It's yeah. a lot for a yeah. Vegas spread for a divisional game, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you just look at the, the caliber of teams. You know, the Rams, again, had a very impressive win on the road in Seattle. Yes. What's the, the money line? Do you have that? I do not have that okay, on. Okay, I sorry. do know the spread. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I will say that the Niners had a much more impressive win on the road in my opinion, against Pittsburgh Steelers and then the Rams did against Seattle. And just looking at the at the all-time record, right? Again, Niners and Rams. Well, the Rams were at home, too. They were? I thought they were on the road. Oh, were they in the road? Oh, oh, were they on the road? Last week it was in Seattle. It was oh, in Seattle, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought they were on the road. My mistake. Yeah. Oh, my no, mistake. no, it's fine. I'm derailing the show, dude. I don't know anything. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> in terms of their all-time record, Niners-Rams, the last... The last 10 meetings have been, you know, pretty much all 49ers. In fact, the Rams have only won one game in the last 10 meetings with the 49ers. I'm going to know that. Fun facts. Are you talking regular season? Yeah, regular season and playoffs. Okay, so it was just the one game. It was was just it was just that one game. Yeah, that one game I was at. Yeah. Sorry. That's sorry, guys, for going to that. I think I might have jinxed. I I think you can't go to any more. I know games. we want to. I want to go to the regular season games because you were there for Trey Lance's broken ankle. They did win. But. And you know what? That might have been for the best too, because Brock took over. <laughs> oh, that that might have worked out. That might have worked out. That might. I also went to a game last year or uh, two years ago, uh-huh. Minnesota Vikings game, and they won, beat the Vikings. Okay, pretty, pretty wild, important game. So, so you're two, you're, you're two for three on wins. Oh, I've been to way more games than that. But we don't need to recap all those right now. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. we need to preview this game. And again, if, if there is a path to success for the Rams, what would it be? Would it be an air attack offense? Would it be to keep the ball away from oh, it's Brock Purdy? It's in the air. It's it's, so? it's probably quick passes. Uh, I don't even know about play action, really. I think I think it's going to be yeah. yeah those intermediate to like sneak a few deep balls past Hufunga or uh, to Sean. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's how they do it. I do not see the Rams winning. Yeah. I mean, the Niners really have to shoot themselves in the foot, too. That's that's how they do it. Yeah, look, I I agree with you because, again, while they had a great week one win, it's week one. We can't overreact to it the same way we can't overreact to the Niners. You know? Like, that, that that's, the rea- that's the reality of all this is that you look at the, the, the team, the depth chart, 
you think there's no way they can redo that again. There's no yeah. way they can hold up protection for Matt Stafford against the Niners defensive line. I mean, I want to list off some some offensive starting offensive line with the Rams, and I'm curious if you know any of these names. Oh man, okay, okay, ready? <laughs> Joe Noteboom. No, cool, cool. Note boom. Note boom. How do you spell that? N O T E B O O M. Note boom. That's a wild one. All right. I only remember him because he was a backup on the Super Bowl team. Correct. Uh, Steve Avila. Uh, no. Okay. Brian Allen. Their center. Not Brandon Allen. No. <laughs> Tremaine Akram Jr. That's a cool one too. Akram. Mm-hmm. And then Rob Havenstein, which some of us do know. Yeah. He's actually a veteran. So he's yeah. their only decent offense. My he was point, on the Super Bowl team. Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. My, my, my point being is that th- their offensive line is not inspiring, to say the least. And against the Niners' defensive front, I, I, I fail to see how they're going to succeed against them. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> as far as I know, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I look, I'm just I'm going through this roster. And, man, they're, they're pretty much fully healthy. And so are the Niners. And that's great. You want to beat teams at full strength. But man, does it get like in terms of like star talent? It gets desolate when you look at the defense. It's only Aaron Jones and Ern- and Ernest Jones, or sorry, Aaron Donald and Ernest Jones yeah. are the only two guys you would say are really noteworthy on the defense. The rest of them, they're corners. I'm uh, blanking on their middle linebacker who took over for Bobby Wagner, but he yeah. he looked pretty good last week. Byron Young, I think. Yeah, Byron Young. Byron yes, Young. Okay, he looks decent. So mm-hmm. they got a couple up and comers. Sure, and again, they've had a lot of you know. Salary cap hell because of that one Super Bowl they did when they had to pay a lot of sacrifices Fair for trade. that. Deal with the devil type situation. Deal with the devil there, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so and now it's kind of take you know, it. The I roosters guess. came home, right? The, it's, they're coming home <laughs> the to roost or whatever, yeah, or whatever. What, Who what's knows? the saying? The chickens come home to roost. I think it is uh, something like. I mean, you got it right the second time, but I like the roosters came home. The yeah. roosters came home. On I think that. that's what it it's is. It's crowing. The morning is here, and yes. and the, and the cap hell was here for the uh, Rams, and so they got a lot of players that you haven't really heard of. You know, they maybe have been college standouts or undrafted free agents, but Sean McVay's a good coach. Could he potentially outcoach Kyle Shanahan? That remains to be seen. Uh, not with this team. <laughs> no, because we've seen their battles at full strength yeah. when both teams are pretty equal. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, I don't see that happening. So you're not you're not afraid of Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson. No, Tutu Atwell look good. I'm not afraid. Puka Nakuna. Yeah. Do you what? Where do you have the Rams finishing now? What's your overreaction for the Rams finishing now at the uh, end of the season? Uh, they'll win more than four games. Oh, okay. So you don't think they'll the wild card? No. So I, I'm better here. than the Cardinals. Got it. Yeah. Better I, than I think the Rams Cardinals. will win like six games. Cardinals almost won. Almost, as, won. almost yeah. as key there when they you know yeah. stop trying it in the fourth quarter. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, Rams running game. That'll that'll be fun to kind of see. I I think the Niners yeah. keep them under a hundred again. Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't think the Rams really stand a chance outside of freak things. I just I just don't I fail to see the game plan of how to beat the Niners without holding the ball the entire time. And I don't think it's going to happen because I just don't think they're good enough to do it against this Niners defense. They're yeah. number one in the league for a reason. They were last year, and then they got Steve Wilkes calling the plays in the box, and they seem you know improved, which is frightening to just say after last season's you know stellar performance yes yes they they really have seemed to improved um i want to are kind of got a good preview right we're, fe- we're feeling good we're about feeling this, good pre- about we're this feeling yeah. good. well i want to touch on this segment i forgot my sticky notes they're in the other room but we do sticky notes here <sighs> on do. this show i'll write it down after and right on your hand yeah i'll write on my hand i'll write on my hand sure <laughs> my dad will be mad at me for that he hates when 
he always used to yell at me as a kid when I would draw on myself. Oh, were you a perpetual drawer? On sometimes, not that much. Sometimes. See, so Kyle, our producer directing, he has sticky notes back there. So Kyle, are you are you going to write these down for us? I'm just going to paste them on the board right here. Oh, I like okay, that. As you guys finish this, I'm just going to paste it that on works. the board. We only have one today, but previous ones, I have one that I want that I already that I hated it when I said it, but I'm already going to take back a guy we didn't even mention today. We didn't even say his name. One of my sticky notes, which is a prediction to go back to at the end of the season and look at and see where we were right. And for the most part, where I was wrong, because mm-hmm. that's I'm not very smart. No. OK, this not. isn't news. Uh, he's not. He's not. <laughs> this UC Davis degree I have was a total fluke. Yeah, it was. Um, have you ever played rugby? <laughs> yes. And I think it's part of the reason why I'm like this. Anyways, uh, one of them was Jake Moody would not be the kicker. By the time the playoffs, yeah, the Niners, and that wasn't an injury thing, it was more like a this guy's a scare, but he looked awesome, awesome, he looked awesome. All the balls went right through the goal, but it was great, man. I'm so happy about Jake Moody, but that was one of my predictions. Another one I have Cleveland Farrell getting six sacks or more by the end of the season, didn't get one, um, in week one, but he looked good. The potential is there for sure for him to get a sack, Mm -hmm. right? You think it's very much there, yeah, yeah. Very, very much. Not to get a sack, to get six sacks. To get six? No, I think five yeah. or six sacks is very much. I love Kyle just posted on the, on the thing. That's amazing. Well, one of yours was uh, Debo having less receiving yards than Ayuk. Yes. Yes, and that is, seems, seems I'm like telling you lock. right now. That's a lot. I've been telling everyone for like a year now yeah. that Ayuk is the best pat, route runner on this team. I've been <laughs> telling you for a year now. Yeah. Like I, I don't know who else to tell you, America. I, Brandon Ayuk is a superstar. America, we know you're listening. America, okay? Fort Niners faithful, whoever you are, you're listening to us right now. Brandon Ayuk is a superstar. I, I, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah, he looks really good. But the one I wanted to write today, Kyle, if you got your pen ready, uh, Brock Purdy will be in the Pro Bowl. Ooh. I want to say all pro, but that's too crazy. I think with all that's the quarterbacks fair. in the AFC, it's too crazy. Uh, he'll be in the Pro Bowl. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. You have one today? I'm thinking of it right now. They're on the board. They're, okay. on, the, they're on the board. Kyle, how do you feel about Brock Purdy being in the Pro Bowl? I think the odds are ever in his favor because wait, does it okay, hold on. Pro Bowl like original Pro Bowl or can he be Pro Bowl alternate? That's good. I'm original. I'm original. gonna go. Okay, r- so he's one of the take. top three quarterbacks in the NFC. Yeah, so it's I, like him, Hurts, Dak. Uh, last year it was Kirk Cousins. Dak's so not a top three quarterback chances. anywhere. Well, this is like his competition though. Like like this is I'm sure so he's gonna for, be so for reference, that. the three Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the NFC last year were Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, and Kirk Cousins. Okay, yeah, he's doing it. He's, he's, he's doing it. He's take, unless, he's doing it. take that to the bank. Unless you're a big Derek Carr person, I don't think there's been any big additions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my bold prediction is that Fred Warner will have three or more interceptions on the season. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. He should already have one. He should already have one. Maybe yeah, two, if not for tipping that one. Yeah, Look, Fred Warner, and I said this. I had an argument with a Colts fan last year about who's better, uh, Shaquille Shaquille Leonard or Fred Warner, and I really don't think it was even close. Darius Dari- Leonard. It's just, no, it's Shaquille Leonard. Shaq changed Leonard. his name. He changed his name. When? Like last year? Yeah, like last September. Yeah, yeah, It's oh. Shaquille Leonard. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's Shaq <laughs> Leonard now. Oh, okay. Um, Fred Warner is the most complete middle linebacker in the NFL. I don't frankly think it's close. He's uh, the reincarnation of Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman put together, and this guy, man, is the heart and soul of this team. Without Fred Warner, they don't go the same way. Without Nick Bosa, they don't go on the defensive line. Fred Warner, three-plus interceptions on the season. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love what you're saying. I love what you're dishing out to me right now. Yeah. Niners, 
Niners 35 to 18. I think that's what I said. And I had Final 27 score. to 10. That's what I got. But I think that does it for us. It does it for us. Yeah. Until next week, Return of the Empire here on Sacktown Sports, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. I am your host, Emil Emiliano Fergoso, joined, of course, by my guy, Nate Littlefield, and Kyle Ledbetter on the ones and twos back there. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Stay locked in for Niners football as well as SacktownSports.com. Good job, you guys. Yeah, you're still live on the YouTube, but good job. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks, Thanks Ryan Newey. Thank Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, also, Tim. perfect running back for the Ravens, Matt Breida. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about Elijah Mitchell? Oh, yeah. That's he might true. be available that's in a true. couple weeks. I'm just telling you, dude, Elijah Mitchell right could now. be tra- That's one of my hot takes. I have one of my sticky notes. And I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll bring him in. Maybe we just throw him on there. We have him on my desk. Are we supposed to leave them up here? I don't know how. The no, they're going to get mad at us. They're going to get mad at us. Yeah. They're going to get. They're going to be like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. No, that's so, okay. We'll just put it. We'll move it. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Well, thanks, YouTube. We'll Thank be you guys. Back. Uh, appreciate it. Thank Next you, everyone. Week. Bye, guys. Bye.